Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. And I'm Kevin. This is our show about anything and everything off-road. Uh, as always, we've been socially distanced before it was mandated. I'm in the Midwest. Ross is in the Northeast. And Kevin's in East Tennessee? Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville. Is that where 75 comes together? 75 and 40. Yep. yep. That's, you that, got was my, that was my turn for Florida or turn back to Kansas City. So I spent three years in Florida. It was a horrible time. Um <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the beginning of a novel three years in florida a horrible time part one yeah it was the only thing i got good out of there was my wife anyway um i don't know why you're shielding yourself that she would probably appreciate that she doesn't like to be tough it's not a and, and and remember we're recording two shows back to back so i'm trying to stay there stay <laughs> down low like keep it low-key up here um the news what is the news the is news, news? There was slight news. I mean, no huge reveals. Like we're still waiting on Bronco imminence, but Chevy Silverado ZR2 spotted. We don't really know if it's like full blown Raptor wannabe or like a power wagon esque type thing, but uh, it seems much more off road competent than Trail Boss, which is literally just like two inch lift and, and tires. But it gets so. Rancho shocks. It's the only thing I can remember from the commercials when they're on. It's, yeah, and it's, it's yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wish Multimatic was involved. If it had ZR2 and Multimatic, that would be a lot better because that's what the Colorado ZR2 has. Uh, Rancho, and Chris, I think, that, I think that is a picture of the Colorado ZR2. <laughs> but I don't know, Ranch, I, Rancho shocks. Like growing up in the off-road world, Rancho was one of those household names that everybody kind of just knows. Uh, in recent years, reception for some of their parts hasn't been so fantastic. And I don't, I, I mean, maybe if they're doing an OEM application, it's got a rigorous testing that we don't know about, but... I, 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 Chevy's behind the eight ball. Kevin is is pulling for an answer. Hit it, go. So we actually just had um, a two 2021 Chevrolet 2500 Duramax um, with the Ranchos on it. Um, Z71 so package, off-road, all the things. Did you say 2500 or 1500? 2500. Okay, so all right. So basically, um, and, uh, my dad's truck, I, but a little newer. Yeah, yes. Um, I think we talked about that. Yes. Didn't care for it. Um, <laughs> the truck or the suspension? The suspension. Specifically, okay. the truck is fantastic. Oh, my God. Um, lap of luxury. I've owned Duramaxes in the past. The suspension in particular, um, we loaded it down with two of the heaviest UTVs. We have a 2,000-pound steel deck car hauler trailer. Um, 22 foot long and it couldn't handle it um hmm. they, they, they have not done enough damping um i don't know if it's rancho or you know the r&d at, at chevrolet but um it it got a little scary uh at highway speeds we had to slow down with um it was probably only five or six thousand pounds behind the truck and um, was the thing that just started bucking up back end right yeah. Rear end, that's no yeah, that's... front front oh front Both really ends. yeah it oh, was it, it was um uh kind of fluctuating through the entire chassis of the truck 
Hmm. Um, so not sure about the Rancho. It could be that, you know, the Z71 just has off-road oriented suspension and not towing oriented suspension, but, right. um, and which tires did that truck have? Were they Duratrax the, or KO2s? It had a, a Hankook. Really? Uh, mud terrains on it. Yeah. Yeah. Hankook mud terrains? Mud. Ter- it comes with mud terrains. That's got to be the only vehicle in production with Hankook mud terrains. That's a yeah. fantastic picture, by the way. You're well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you're, uh, <laughs> you could probably see the, uh, yeah, the that's kind a- of the Easter egg in the background there. <laughs> yes, you're uh it's uh what all hope is placed upon yes. for those who want another Easter egg and invitation to go to that picture. But yeah, handcook mud drains are any kind of mud drains not the perfect telling tire. That's where it starts and ends. Yeah, so not really sure about Chevy's decision to go with Rancho. Um to me, you know, having been in the off-road industry for decades now. Rancho screams budget, you yeah. know, budget oriented, almost subprime. Um, almost subprime. <laughs> you know, it's it's what you order out of the catalog. Yeah, uh, you it, want it's the four wheel part special, right? You want quality stuff. You go with a uh, you know a uh, a Fox or a, you know a Toy Tech King, or a, yeah yeah, yeah. Or even an yeah. like that. All Van Emu Dobinson. Perfect. but none of them are synonymous what do you think of when you think of chevy suspension like you don't have there's no perfect association and there's probably some kind of opportunity for them in that even so if 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 that truck's rated to tow what probably 12 or thirteen thousand pounds and it wasn't happy with five or six like that's not that doesn't yeah well they just missed the mark there um not really sure but you know, it'll it'll be in our review. I loved everything else about the truck. Chevy has come a long way with their interior, their build quality. That mm-hmm. motor with 910 pound-feet of torque is just glorious. It's um, a beautiful thing. Makes good noises. It's it's a beautiful truck. Um, I, Enormous. I I would own one. Yeah, I would own one. It does. I just wouldn't get the Z71 package. Yeah. Okay, so I mean. It's un- unfortunate that Rancho is going to be the supplier, but I mean, it is what it is. They're behind the eight ball. Regardless, there will be a ZR2. People are going to buy it. Diehard Chevy fans are going to buy it. That's where it ends. I wonder if well, it's a, an agreement like the Audi cable. Like Audi had that agreement oh, for like no. 10 years. Oh, it better not be. The dongle? Yeah, the dongle. <laughs> like you, you couldn't just use a regular USB cord in an Audi for the longest time because it was they signed a leasing agreement kind of thing. I wonder if they're stuck with Rancho from three to five years ago. Who knows? Mm. I sure should hope not. And they, they probably weren't even using them in the truck. They were just like, hey, we're stuck with this agreement. Right. Don't know. Don't know. So only other piece of news is Toyota patented a name called Trail Hunter for You want the same a, picture? Uh, yeah, sure, same picture. Um, but uh in, indecipherable unknown vehicle that either is going to be a trim package or maybe a, a the, forerunner the with a different found. body this is official this has to be a, no it's not official. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close okay, i like the idea up. if it's a similar style idea uh, i mean i mean the photoshop that's being shown here is literally an fj with no b pillar Nope. Uh, kind of a C pillar and then just roof rack and those, also the those doors 
attached to nothing. The doors are attached to nothing and the sky is photoshopped in place of the actual like greenhouse of the vehicle. You, There's no seats. You guys know what no that looks like, wheel. right? You know what that looks like. It's a UTV. <laughs> That's uh, exactly. I, I, yeah, pretty much. Well, a Toyota's going to sell a UTV. Call the trail hunter. Yeah. Call the trail hunter. I mean, Honda shit, sells the Talon. Hunter. Why can't Toyota sell it side by side? That's, I mean, Honda has, you know, massive motorsports division and, and Toyota doesn't, but. You, Toyota used to compete in F1? Used to compete in F1. And used to, still does, used to compete in Le Mans in uh, GTLMS. But that that's the fun. So anyways, so that, that's the news. It's all speculation. Both of the pieces of news are uh, totally supposed boring. at this point. And boring, fucking boring. <laughs> Oh, right. the other, the only other news is that the Jeep 4XE has been rated at four miles electric less than they originally predicted. Oh, really? Yes. That was the last piece of news that I read that was that, of relevance. That actually kind of makes sense. Yep. And it's going to be even worse when it's on 37s. Because <laughs> everyone will put it on Yeah, 37s. you know, it's gonna, everybody with Instagram is going to be like, oh, yeah, bro, Snowpile. Is 40 the new 37? I feel like 30, 40s are 30. on everything now. Like 37s are the new 35, so yes. Um, there's a guy out of, I think he's in Arizona, building Toyota Sequoias. And, he has, and Kevin is just sitting there laughing because he just put, or were those with the LTXs, were those stock size? Okay. Those I'm are old. An, they're I'm an amazing tire. They yeah, are. They're so good. <laughs> I mean, so, all right, so to, to fill an audience here, Kevin has a Tacoma, and given your occupation and, uh, and, and need to use the Tacoma for towing purposes, LTX, the Michelin, is like the perfect towing tire, but no, <laughs> no deep wheeling aspirations. This isn't going to be a, uh, a hardcore overlanding wheeler. No, we've got UTVs for that now. Um... I have graduated in life to uh, <laughs> grandpa tires. Um, I like my smooth, quiet ride. Uh, they'll last for, they'll outlive me probably. Um, you probably get 80,000 miles out of them on the Tacoma. Easy, yeah. So yeah, here, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> my, see, so I, I grew up in the off-road world because my dad had lifted, he had a lifted YJ and then it was, you know, snowball effect from there. But eventually he got to the point where it was, I'm going to buy an ATV so that when it breaks, I can put it on the trailer and tow it home. Yep. And it, uh, it, there's kind of like a beauty in that. And it's not really simplicity because everything is inherently complex about that scenario, but it, it certainly makes a, you know, takes a stress off. That's a perfect segue into UTVs and, and UTV yeah. driver. <laughs> yes. And let's do it. Um, so UTV driver is probably the premier side-by-side -side magazine and, and, and the side-by-side -side world has absolutely exploded over the last 10 years. So circa like 2005, 2006, if you wanted something with two seats that could go off road where an ATV could go, your options were the Yamaha Rhino and the Yamaha Rhino because there were two engines and it was just a matter of which one you wanted. And now it's, I mean, UTVs and side-by-sides are even bigger than ATVs. 
So, yes, it's a vast sea of options now, and every ocean has fifty different names um, to choose from. And uh, our one of our contributors, Christian Mo, is doing a great job of um, breaking those down for people. He calls them, uh, I guess, decoders, um, especially mm-hmm. for like your Polaris's and Can-Ams, where they have, um, you know, fifty different um adjectives or letters off the X, end of their models <laughs> sr turbo mx, MX X. xx3 yeah rs pro yeah. yeah also christian mo veteran of the off of the uh car journalism world oh, yeah. if, I, if i'm right yep yeah we've got a whole crew of um veterans that are uh doing just wonderful things we've got um jeff out in arizona um who has been in you know, ATB rider and uh, three-wheeler, three-wheeler world three-wheeler. since before I was born. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Aaron Richardson up in Virginia, uh, who's no stranger to uh, to writing. Um, he works for a newspaper up there. Um, and then, of course, uh, Mr. Zach Bowman is uh, captain of this ship, um, worked for Road and Track, uh, auto blog he's been all over the place yep. um the guy knows his stuff so. <laughs> i think he still might be in the slack channel he I, he's definitely like on the on the credited like writers side of the website yeah but so so you've i mean you kevin you started in the in the full-fledged like truck world right like off-road you know i didn't size. Um, so I started at a very young age, um, on dirt bikes and go-karts and four wheelers, um, before, you know, it was legal for me to, um, to use pickup trucks. Um, uh, one of the first things my dad did was put a helmet on me and stick me on an XR 100. Um, (laughs) and I've just had a love affair with everything mud and dirt ever since, um, Mm -hmm. growing up, we, every weekend, You'd find me on the trails of Royal Blue or Windrock or Teleco here in East Tennessee. And um, as soon as I turned 16, um, I, I slapped a for sale sign on my uh, my dirt bike and bought a Tacoma. And uh, I've been breaking stuff ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Windrock. I, I thought it was Windrock. See how much, you know, having never been there. Okay, so the first Tacoma, what was the first Tacoma? First Tacoma was a 1996-and-a-half first-gen. It was the very first half year that they made the Tacoma. Um, 3.4? 3.4-liter V6, five-speed manual, um, standard cab. So it was the lightest. The lightest, yes. The lightest and fastest Tacoma they ever made other than the supercharged ones. Um, I used to race uh, Mustangs in that truck um, when I first oh, when I first man. had it. Um, oh, no. That thing was super dangerous. Anytime the roads were wet, um, you'd spin it around. Pirouettes. And, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, many times. <laughs> um, and then I think it was maybe a year later, Toyota nixed it. Um, oh, fuck. They they never put the uh, V6 into the in the standard cab. Is that um, where you grew up that. in East Tennessee? uh for the most part um i've been all over the place so actually born and raised in la uh brea orange county 
lived in Knoxville, lived in Nashville, lived in New Hampshire, Nashua for a while. Um, is that? Um, Londonderry. I can just sell Nashua. And then my family's over in Raleigh, North Carolina, and my dad lives here in Knoxville with me now. So I've been all over the place, but um, yeah, most of the stories I'm going to tell are are East Tennessee. Nashua is also barely New Hampshire. That is like North Massachusetts. So yeah, (laughs) we went down to to Boston um, a lot. Yeah condolences uh, <laughs> north massachusetts sounds like it's a, not a real place because isn't the state like 40 miles wide yeah it's like it's like two miles yeah it's yeah east to west is probably two hours so you know and, and massachusetts in all fairness is like north connecticut so so side by sides uh, yeah anyway though. side by side so i have a fair amount of experience in them because in 2010, my dad decided that his elbows hurt too much to ride a quad. So he bought a Polaris Razor 800, which, you know, got the slew of upgrades over the years. And then he, after that, upgraded to a Razor S1000. So not full crazy Fox shocks mounted like on the, you know, on the roll cage type thing, but Fox suspension and everything, Close. and my and my brother has a Can Am one thousand Maverick, which is basically a CJ seven in terms of size <laughs> or CJ five. Um, but you guys have been testing all the fun stuff, all the new like hot shit. So like Yamaha R Max Talon one thousand, and you know the newest slew of of razors. But I want to hear so. It's wild, man. Uh, the stuff these guys are coming out with now. To think, what, 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago, um, it, these things were essentially lifted golf carts. They were. Um, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. The, the first iteration of the sport models, at least, were like hopeless. Yeah. One, one step above a golf, a lifted golf cart with, with all wheel drive. And um, now you're, you're getting stuff with, 180 200 horsepower um you could put your whole family in it uh fox is signed on with everybody um you you want (laughs) surround sound in your utv sure why not you saw the players release last week oh yeah yeah it's full surround sound fully support it it's amazing (laughs) um just three thousand dollars of stereo yeah turn turn it down in town that's all i ask yes that's one of the big things I mean, we don't have much of that here, but up in Maine, you can ride from town to town and then just bomb under the trails. And it's like the same thing with the people who ride Harleys and just blast their stereos. It's funny with Harley. I was going to say that's those Goldwing riders too, because they're all a little hard of hearing anyway. So they're <laughs> yeah. older. But yeah, so the, the new stuff is great. Uh, right now we've got uh, Yamaha's new R-Max 1000. Um, we've got Polaris's um, XP4 um with the turbo motor in it uh let's see what else uh honda gave us two 1000 x's one with the 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 new live valve suspension on it Mm -hmm. um and that's the fun stuff that you don't even have to think about it's just always working in the background Mm -hmm. um so the the follow-up question to what you've already alluded to is i mean the yamaha cvt is probably the best of them and They've been pushing more towards that than the sequential that they had in the uh, 
1000 YXZ or whatever. Yeah. X, y, y, XYZ, YXZ. I'm, I'm dyslexic. So y, it's problematic YXZ. here. YXZ. Um, but how do you feel about, is the Talon the, it's like a traditional gearbox, right? Yeah. So um, to bring this full circle, uh, one of my first adventure motorcycles was an Africa Twin by Honda. Ew. Honda has taken the exact same motor and DCT transmission and put it in the Talon. So it is a gear-driven transmission. It's it's huh. a dual-clutch um, direct-drive transmission. So it does not drive anything like your, your CBT mm -hmm. uh, units. Um, it's very notchy, uh, but you can use it anywhere you know you don't you're not worrying about a belt slipping um not you, you, how you, so like clunk like clunky like you think of with the dct at low speeds like it's very digital yeah power so hits and power off. Off. um and keep keep in mind like one thing we're trying to to wrap our heads around is honda's brand new to the the sport side of utvs um i think the next iteration of the honda talon probably needs a little button in it to tame your throttle response down and that's that's what i'm talking about so when you hit the throttle okay um it's very it jerks you back and forth yeah um, because you've got that direct gear driven transmission right. versus yeah. a belt or like right. a cvt which is still like there's an open close and you still even if you roll off the gas and back on the gas it's still kind of there go-kart think it's yeah. same as a go-kart yeah um, which is you just like you just mentioned the Yamaha system um, is really uh, unique in that it's an always under tension um, belt system. Um, one of the things the engineer told us um, was that you can actually rock crawl with the Yarmax in high gear. In high gear? In high gear and not worry about slipping belts. And that's huh. not something you can do on, you know, the Polaris or the Can-Am or, or whatever. I mean, on the ATV side of things, the Yamaha is probably, well, not probably, definitely the most likely to kill or least likely to kill a belt. Yeah. So on, on the track. Yamaha is giving a 10 year belt warranty on, on their oh, units right. now. Yeah. Wow. It'd be great if Polaris offered the same thing. It does so not like, include labor, but uh, right. yeah, it's, it's awesome. They believe large, in it. Large screwdriver does all the work you need. <laughs> I uh, the Volkswagen Beetle that they do that with. They just reach out with something and the belt just flies right off and they can put it right back on the same way. I don't know. That's a random I hope not. So. Yeah, that, that sounds sketchy as all fuck, but uh, <laughs> my my Kawasaki Brute Force decided about five years in, which is remarkable that it made it five years that it wanted to chew up a belt on the trail mm -hmm. with no rhyme or reason. It was like a smooth, nice trail. Um, and then, you know, a nice gauge replacement for like 45 bucks. And then a, a secondary one in, in the box in the back was always nice to have for peace of mind. But I, I know I have a Polaris right now and I, I know I have to replace the belt and I'm fucking dreading it. It's like, you just, you know, it's going to go terribly when you <laughs> do the replacement. Don't. Don't push that. Horrible. Yeah. So have you seen Can-Am's new uh, Commander that they just launched? Yes, I have. I sent it to my brother because he's a Can-Am guy now. 
which I yeah super super cool little rig. Um, they come with um, in the back. So when you pull the tailgate down, there's a little hatch for a spare belt. And they really? come with spare belts. Yeah. That sounds like they know they're setting themselves up for failure. <laughs> Just saying. That said, I mean the can. Have you guys had the Canems at all? Yeah. So we had the uh, Max, the X, um, the what is it, the XT Max, okay. um, which is their which is their four door version. Mm-hmm. We had it for boy. four days, five days, I think, and uh, subjected it to a blistering few uh, evenings at Winrock, um, just trying to throw everything we could at it and it did uh, it did very well um i think build quality may not be you know up to the standards of some of your your polarises and, and um mm. your hondas and stuff like that um i see it i put polaris and can on the on the side by sides and atvs in the same category for build quality yeah given everything is you know well yeah, remember this is more of a recreation style mm-hmm. UTV. So their their Maverick line, which is their sport line, um, you know, I think I think that's their main focus. But uh, yeah, this Commander line, that's kind of what started the the recreation side of UTVs. So when mm-hmm. I say recreation, it's kind of in between farm use and sport use. Um, it's still got the bed. It can still do things. It's got a hitch on the back. Venn diagram um, overlaps and it is the overlap. It's that middle. Yeah. Um, and they kind of created this long ago with the previous iteration of the commander. Um, and then this year they're, they're launching the redesign. Um, it's a great rig. We liked it. Uh, it's very, very comfortable, plush roomy, um, comes with lots of accessories. Um, it'll be competitive. Uh, would I buy it? Probably not. Um, also probably twenty six thousand dollars. Uh, the cheaper than than you'd think. Um, I don't really? know the, the number right offhand, but um, I was surprised. Three? <laughs> yeah, some somewhere around like twenty one, twenty two ish. Um, but that kind of leads me into Yamaha Armax. That's so far that has been the one to beat. That thing is just kind of a step above everything mm. else we've tested in my opinion um it down looks like to little right things size. yeah it's just i don't know it, it feels like they really spent some r&d time with it like down to they put little um pads where your knees go i mean ross you probably know after a long day on the trail you kind of get beat up you're jostled around there's the a rain. lot of things that hurt after a long yeah. day on the trail and like your <laughs> knees are typically one of them like you you try to brace yourself with your knees they put little soft plastic mm-hmm. pads where your knees go they sell those for the mazda miata just saying <laughs> i mean virtually the same size right uh, probably the same weight <laughs> no just kidding it's the dollar max slider no um so yamaha has gone through like a crazy change over the last few years because they scrambled so first they had the rhino then they changed the Wolverine and decided the Wolverine wasn't going to be an ATV. It was going to be a side-by-side. And it, it seems like it's kind of domino affected to get to the R-Max. So where does it slot in their lineup? Is it that same recreation type yep. spot? Okay. 
Yeah, so same deal. It is a recreation, so you still get the dump bed, but you also get beefed up suspension components, beefed up drivetrain components, um, 30 inch tires on some of the models. Uh, it's, it's built for, you know, working during the week and playing on the weekend. Um, and that's what I love about it, especially, especially for East coast riding. Yeah. You know, we're, we're stuck in woods. Um, we're stuck in rocks and roots and hills. Right. We don't have dunes. We don't have wide open spaces. Um, that recreation classes is, is exploding here. Um, appropriately so perfect perfect picture of it yeah so um for me that's that's been the bar that has kind of set that bar i should say of 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 what to do really uh it's it's a high high class high quality premium machine for uh for woods riding so i I really enjoyed it a few things so first of all 30s is crazy because when the yj wrangler come out they were on 28s and 29s um second point yamaha's build quality how do you find it? Uh, the best. Uh, Same. Specifically on the R-Max. So I think Jeff has had um, the YXZ or the YZX. Um, and that's the one that's a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. They've come a long way. Uh, okay. Keep in mind the R-Max is brand new for this year. Uh, and and they've, they've really stepped it up. I'd say it's more truck-like than it is UTV-like. The thing is really? so impressive and and you you just have to sit in one to know it. And that's kind of a, a, a to kind of shoot off to the side here. Something that we try to focus on at UTV Driver is um, bringing out little things like that. Because right now it's impossible for you to test drive units, you as a consumer. You can't go to a dealer and say, hey, let me let me test a couple of these. You buy it. You take it home. If you don't like it, you, you're stuck with it. You can't return it. Chances are you could sell it for what you paid for it based Maybe. on the way the market yeah. is right now. So, you know, hmm. us having the ability to drive these things and, and talk about, you know, build quality is something that, you know, I take to heart. It's very important to me. And um, Yamaha has done a fantastic job with that rig. Uh, I would urge anybody looking for a recreation class UTV to, to look at that one strongly. seems like the right machine for the East coast. I mean, it's probably, if you live in the West and you're doing like dunes, buy something for the dunes, but for here, the other thing that I've had really good experiences with on the Yamaha side is their four wheel drive system. Like fantastic. I owned Kawasaki for, 11 years, 12 years. And I've been around the Polaris's extensively and the Can-Ams extensively. And I own a Polaris now. And there was never a four-wheel drive system as good as my Yamaha. And I only had it for like a year, but it was perfect. That's uh, one of the great things that I really love about the new R-Max. And, you know, me coming from the truck side of things, lockers are important. <laughs> of all importance in the side-by-side and ATV world. And uh, a lot of rigs right now don't give you, they either don't give you lockers or they don't give you the ability to control the lockers. So let's talk about Honda, the Talons. Um, they come with Honda's kind of intelligent I-4-wheel drive system. 
So it's essentially using the ABS to control, you know, wares and power. Um, it works fine, but it infuriates the hell out of me. Yamaha gives you a button on the dash to control the electronic locker on the front axle. And um, uh, it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, no, I mean, I had my Yamaha 15 years ago, literally, actually, literally 15 years ago. And it had a button and a switch and you could lock everything and then, you know, or lock the rear and lock the front. And it was everything that the player system is not. Yeah. And I say that lovingly towards my players, which has two flat tires and oil that's 14 months old. All right. I have a, <laughs> I have a random take for you on why I like the R-Max. Because it's not extended for the four-seater. They just mm. got rid of the bed and shoved them. Like, you don't have to worry about, like, the extra oh, yeah. engineering of a wheelbase. Three inches. That's it all is it is. three inches that's longer. That's it. Mm. See, I, I like that. I've seen too many of the four seaters beached on on the underbelly because of the huge like four hundred plus breakover angle those things yeah, have. Yeah, like the the commander we were just talking about looks like it's seventeen hundred feet long. Like compared to <laughs> yes. the R Max, it's like it's compact, <laughs> but yet there's still four seats in there. Like I like that a lot. Didn't we look this up recently? Isn't the big four seater Canyon like within? It's inches like of your foot Miata. and a half of the forearm. No, it's bigger than that. I think it's almost forearm size. It might be. Yeah, they're most of the four seaters are about give or take 14 feet long. <laughs> it's some of them are absurd, like the KM and the Polaris four seater, you know, the Maverick and the XP mm. lineup. We can barely fit them on our trailer um, with, with a two seater. Um, what do they weigh? Around 2,000 pounds, give or take. Yeah, the, like a Miata. The four-seater R-Max is 128 than my, inches long. That's, yeah, 128 is not bad at all. That's the no, wheelbase no. of some full-size trucks. Yeah. So I actually got to test, um, Chris. I tested the, uh, the limited edition four-seater R-Max. Okay. On the day that we met uh, Yamaha to intro these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, for like four hours, I forgot I was driving a four-seater. Right, it was it's, insane. It's a reasonable length. Yeah, <laughs> it it. I mean, it does everything the two-seater does. Now, there's one caveat: if you're unfortunate enough to be stuck in the back seat, it is not very comfortable, um, and it's not roomy. Being fun in the back of one of those things. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's a place where I'm going to stick children. So right. Very so not your not them. your problem is what yeah. you find. And it's perfect size for that. It's perfect size for children. Now, you know, if you've got buddies coming along, that's where your Polaris and your Can Am yeah. get super roomy back there and, and stadium seating. Um, you know, it, it makes that that whole day a lot better. Years ago we did a um I had a 94 Land Cruiser and I drove it up a, a pass and near Winter Park, Colorado. And it took us most of the day to get up there. But somebody went ripping by on some four seat Can-Ams or whatever. And I was like, oh, that must be great. And then it started to rain. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you can 
my plotting along in my Land Cruiser was a lot nicer than them. You can get doors and a roof and a windshield, but it's, it's... But you can't fully enclose it, and it was raining hard enough that, like, eventually when we passed them again, like, somebody had pulled out, like, yellow rain slicker. They nice. looked like they belonged <laughs> on, like, a package of frozen fish. Like, I, and I, windshields on UTV are never good. Yeah, never okay never 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 i'm you guys Kevin's are great with these segues just <laughs> okay <perfect>. so <laughs> considering Chris, this is probably the mind, show where I, I have the least experience that we've ever talked about um pull up the polaris ranger north uh north star i think it is um north star so we, like North Star V. No, I'm just kidding. Not, not like the not the Cadillac, Cadillac engine. <laughs> so right now we've got a Polaris Ranger XP 1000 Trail Boss. God, the name's mouthful. Just um, add shit on the end there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll believe you. There you go. You you could have made things up and and been like, uh, you know, Woods Hunter. Did they catch a Niner in there? But it's my job to know this, so I have to know. <laughs> um so we've got one of these right now and uh i think what uh what we want to try to do with it is um kit all this stuff so everything you see here comes from the factory uh windows doors mm -hmm. a glass windshield a glass rear window a windshield wiper um and then it comes with a heater so essentially it turns it into a car basically <laughs> with no turn signals or <laughs> No. Yeah. So there's such a weird overlap here. So the price tag of one of those is what? Probably 25, give or 30, take. I bet. 30. 20, depending. Yeah. 25 yeah. to 30. Yeah. I mean, um, you're dabbling on, you know, JK or use JKU or JLU territory. Yeah. But what, what we found is um, specifically the one that you just, the ranger that you just showed is great for hunting and farmers. Mm -hmm. and uh you know we just got back from virginia we did um a four day long test with um an actual you know cattle farmer up there and uh that was a great article places yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you yeah aaron did a great job with that we had a, a blast up there um but we found a lot of the places we went trucks and jeeps and and you know full-size vehicles just you you wouldn't be able to make it uh, mm -hmm. back there um and that was really the first time you know in the sense of like i need a tool to 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 manage my land this thing really makes sense mm -hmm. does, it, it made a great argument does so that's not your favorite that you've tested but the r max is <laughs> No, um, so Christian actually really likes the uh, the Ranger. He's got a little farm. He's got a little homestead, um, and he loves moving hay with it. It pulls trailers. Um, you know, you it's got spots to put five gallon buckets underneath the bench seat. Um, it, everything about it is just you know utilitarian. Mm -hmm. um, I like trail riding, so it, you know it's not going to be for me. Fair enough. What is that? It's a Polaris Ranger. That is a Polaris that is, that's, XP. That's the Ranger. Yeah. I'm paying attention ah, okay, to what okay, Kevin okay. says, and I'm going to find pictures. <laughs> Good production. Good is this production. Our first show? <laughs> no. Yeah, so that's the day we went to Winrock with our unit. Um, the Trail Boss is unique in that it comes with, it's slightly lifted, 
Okay. And then it comes with uh, 29 inch tall tires, I believe. It's a lot of tire. And uh, I was a little worried. I'll be honest. Um, I was not excited about taking that thing on the trail and it surprised me. It, um, it was hanging with the big boys all day long. Um, I definitely didn't flip it. Definitely didn't. Yeah. Didn't, the frown that happen. followed doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, sorry. there was somebody on the trail that day driving the <laughs> same color and could have been, VIN could have been number machine that did flip it, but it 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 was somebody else. Yeah, it was somebody else. <laughs> but uh, the thing was super impressive. Uh, very capable. Um, you know, if if you are a farmer and you've got land, it will take you where you need to go. Would I buy a you uh, a true utility class UTV? to uh to take on the trail no 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 definitely not so our max is more recreational where the ranger is more utility yes okay that's a very interesting picture of the r max and the ranger though yeah it's 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 unique because both have beds mm -hmm. you can probably tell in that picture is the yamaha's um, wheels smaller too it looks like it has there's more sidewall there it could no, be 12s um, versus 14s, or are they just are they both 14s? It's just deceptive. It's just the, the Yamaha's got a taller tire, I think, and maybe okay. oh, it's a the higher ratio. Right. Perception. Yeah. Dude, my dad and my brother both run 30s, and it's so much tire. Like, <laughs> you need it. You need it. I mean, uh, it's a Canon 1000, a player's 1000. Like, they're not, you know, hurting for power or anything but it, it's still it's just so much tire it just it's not good for anything <laughs> well so we found out that pinch flats are a thing um honda the talons come with uh i don't even know what size tire um, like 27s or 28s yeah they're 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 smaller tire um but the wheels are bigger so it's a low profile tire and chris right. if you go back through utv drivers instagram you will find a picture of a tire with about a million plugs in it because we keep getting pinch flats on those tires. Um, and we have never had one with the Polaris, the Yamaha, mm -hmm. um, anything with a, you know, a taller um, profile right. tire. Oh God, that is such a issues. sketchy place to fucking plug a tire. Oh my God. But if it gets you Still to holds, the trailer. Though. Yeah, yes. It's not like you're doing sixty on the interstate or eighty <laughs> on the interstate. Oh my! It's not like the picture of my brother's quad from a, like a couple months ago when he, the wheel just exploded from the inside. Did that we was share a fun that one, one already? Probably. <laughs> the The wheel just decided that it didn't want to be a wheel anymore, so it, it let part of the inside just it just disappeared. We couldn't even find it. So that was a fun one. That's why you always carry a spare. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> or at least why you try to always carry a spare. That was fucking sketchy. Um, okay. So part of this UTV driver gig is you guys are also testing and driving some of the vehicles that people are towing trailers and subsequently the side-by-sides with. So, I mean, we know you have Tacoma. You've had, you just spent time in in the Tremor in the, uh, the the big Bruiser Ford that everybody was swirling about for about thirty seconds. Uh, 
that that's 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 the chevy yeah i (laughs) i want to talk about tahoe because i just spent okay i just so kevin i spent a solid week in uh colorado up in the mountains i did not get snowmageddon but i was snow snowmageddon adjacent um snowmageddon every and and (laughs) every rental vehicle i saw was either a tahoe or a yukon so i'm really curious about um because I drive and, a Sequoia that looks identical. And I had a, a, a Z71 Tahoe from 2004. So I'm, I'm Tahoe adjacent. So I'm also curious. <laughs> so something that shocked me um, about the Tahoe is if you look up the list of, I don't know if it's the most reliable, but the longest lasting vehicles on vehicles. the road that stay on the road for the most miles yeah toyota toyota tahoe suburban (laughs) yukon tacoma yeah it's um 200 plus don't throw them away they're literally like no just keep fixing it i don't care just keep driving it until it rusts into the earth yeah so um it's a great truck uh would i buy one to tow you know four utvs around probably not um but the thing is great. We, you know, the Z71 <laughs> package has that uh, um, fantastic air ride suspension. Um, so when you get in it, the, the thing lowers like, oh, a, really? like a city bus. So you can get up in it. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that's so scary, though. Like, do you want to be the third or fourth owner of that? <laughs> that yeah, it's that's, weird. That's the kind of feature that if we're thinking about longest miles on the road, like, well, not for long with it still moving up and down. Like, no, that's, no. And and that's kind of I put that in my article uh, about the Tahoe is like, I you buy it new. As soon as the warranty's up, get rid, get of, rid of it. Ditch. <laughs> Run. I just don't uh, want to finance 80 grand for a truck. What was yeah. the what was the sticker on the one that you guys had? The one we had was like right around seventy, um, but it was <sighs> kitted out, man. Like it had everything. Number, the back seats had LCD screens in them for for what? like kids in the back. It, it was insane. Which um, are going to be outdated in two years? I don't know. They looked pretty great. Um, oh really? Oh, hey, yeah. usually. Usually you see those and you're like, oh shit, this is the DVD player in the 08 Sequoia is still working and got used last week. So let's not. Heck yeah. (laughs) Plus the additional Um, Panasonic units that I purchased and went in as well. So there were three screens. But so to answer your question, Chris, uh, Tahoe's great, man. I would recommend it. It looked like everybody who was on the road and wanted. So like I drove to Colorado in like not the best conditions, like drizzle or freezing drizzle and then actual like winter precipitations and it everybody was flying by me like i wasn't going that slow i was a couple down from five over but like everybody else was just like no 85 we'll just set it and go well they just do that there though you know every time we're out at like breckenridge or um grand junction Mm -hmm. you know i just i can't keep up with people you know, it's, it's like reckless abandon. Like that much snow for me, the whole entire city shuts down. Out there, it's just another sunny day. Tuesday. Like, and I'm I'm pretty competent with winter driving. Like we get enough snow in Kansas City that like I wasn't terrified of it. But I also was like, it's not how fast you can go, people. It's how fast you can stop. And there's virtue. no for way sure. that you're stopping that much weight as fast as they were going. So question about Tahoe. 
because I, I had a GMT 800 truck. And then when the 900 came out, my biggest criticism was it felt like it got smaller inside and it felt like the greenhouse shrunk because, mm-hmm. you know, the pillars got bigger for safety, for airbags and all that shit. And it, it just, it genuinely felt like a smaller vehicle to be in, even though it had dimensionally gotten bigger. How is this one? Because I have yet to, I mean, I've seen maybe like five of them in person. So how is it like? No different. No um, different. It honestly, it feels only marginally bigger than my, my Tacoma on the inside. Really? Oh, I think that's because they've done a good job of utilizing negative space. Okay. If, if that makes sense. Um, so the thing just utilizes every square inch to Mm -hmm. do something, even if that's just like, Hey, this piece of panel is just super pretty and I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's just a busy interior and it, and it feels smaller to me, um, at least. So in terms of interior, obviously not apples to apples, apples to oranges here, but you also had Tundra, like big boy Tundra, the 1790 was it 1794 yeah 1794 1794 yeah i wrote it wrong in our show notes 1974 unremarkable beats me by six years yeah so we actually uh larry chan was just on the show a little while ago and and he's um i don't know if i can scoop this or not but going to be this will be the week after so yeah so he's going to be building a tundra (laughs) and opted out of a 1974 for something else but the tundra seems to be like it's kind of like the sleeper in the off-road world because it's unkillable and it's you know got more space than anybody gives it credit for the engine's actually fucking good the crew max Uh, rear leg room challenges like large sedans it's like like aal yeah like it is ridiculous so so uh thoughts approvals (laughs) what do you think okay so as as a tacoma owner too as somebody who owns toyota brethren i have to tread lightly here right because i'm a toyota fanboy let just call it what it is um (laughs) fair yeah 1794 edition i i understand why they did it. it you know it's it's a heritage thing for their san antonio plant weird mix of I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I wouldn't buy that one. Uh, the, the Tundra platform by itself, long in the tooth, um, yep. very outdated. As we all know, they're about to release a new, you know, revamped model. Um, but that's something that Toyota has always done very well is, mm-hmm. you know, you, you go back to the 90s on, on Tacomas and T100s, and they still feel comfortable and they still look nice to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, go grab a 1998 Suburban. It's, it's you it's know, good. it'll be rough. No, um, but shit. I mean, the fifth gen Forerunner and the fourth gen Forerunner kind of share the same platform. And yeah. that's, that's, isn't that based uh, off Windows? Almost, almost, yeah. yes. It's almost 20 years old, is, yeah. is what we're getting to. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I like the Tundra for a a an easy button pick it's reliable um it's roomy it's comfortable easy to drive does it have the most power no um does it have the biggest strongest bed no can it tow the most no 
Um, does it have the best fuel economy? No. No. Also, no. It doesn't do anything well, but it does everything well enough. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's that's why an we see so many category. It's just kind of right. Good. Yeah. And then, as you probably know um, from my old bold Overland days, um, Tommy Clapp had a Tundra that he overlanded, um, and the thing went everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you, so you can't uh, beat them. Speaking of the 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 bowl over land days, uh, should do you want to tell the 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 story of the sunken taco, or is sure. this is this uh, is this sore subject still? <laughs> no, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, okay, it's one of those you know life changing learning moments. Um, mm-hmm. Used to be in a overland team called bold overland a group of guys uh, traveling and and really focused on educating people Um, this was when overlanding was just becoming a thing the word uh, overlanding was like just (laughs) making it to like like the media had just taken it and run with it it it, back then it didn't mean like instagram you you were a professional instagrammer (laughs) um it actually meant you traveled yeah. Um, yeah. So we were out west. We had done a big west trip. Uh, I was in uh, just kind of northeast of Moab in the Onion Creek area. And uh, I was actually with Zach Bowman and his family. We had met up with them and I had separated from the rest of the Bold Overland team and uh, decided that we were going to do a quick day trip down to a river that was down there. And um, a little one. <laughs> we uh, we got in uh, over our heads, so to speak. Um, Figuratively and literally. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, we were going to go down there and just shoot some still, still photography for uh, some of the write-ups that um, at the time Zach was doing a big journal of, of mm-hmm. his trip, you know, they were living out of that Dodge, um, 2,500. And then we were doing the bold overland thing. Um, and we were going to st- shoot some media f- for that. The object or the, the goal was to kind of nose the truck into the water, make it look like we were crossing a river, take some pictures, get out. Uh, I had tried to walk into the water and there was no way you could make it across. Um, <clears throat> nosed the truck in and it just started floating and before i knew it it had swept the river had swept me away oh fuck um and you know at this point in my life i had been four-wheeling tacomas for almost 20 years um and i immediately realized like i wasn't in four-wheel drive low i didn't have my lockers on um i was completely unprepared and uh, I could either hit reverse or gun it and try to get to the other side. And instinct was just, you know, get to the other side. And I, I never made it. Um, we were stuck in the <laughs> middle of that river for, I think it was eight hours. Um, was that, that long? Day. Holy yeah. shit. How long uh, ago was this? Year, uh, four years, four years, okay. five years. So it's going to take me forever to scroll through bold over. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, if you want pictures of it, just Google um, Zach Bowman river 
rescue, I think, or something like that. Uh, Zach Bowman, River, Death, uh, who knows? Um, and it should, <laughs> Tacoma it should dies up. in River. What was yeah, the, so, uh, so, so how'd you actually end up rescuing it? So a uh, couple failed attempts. Zach pulled his truck down to the edge of the river. Um, uh, a buddy who, uh, man, full circle here, who works for Flying Miata, Brandon, nice. um, out in Grand Junction, was mm-hmm. also with us, swims a winch cable out to the truck in the middle of the river. Um, we hook it up in the water and try to winch the truck back to shore. Mm-hmm. It rips the winch cable off the front of my truck. Holy um, shit because I'm just like so sunk down and suctioned to the bottom Mm. of the river at that point. Um, So at that point we call, uh, we use a satellite phone to call back to Tennessee um, and have my wife's father find a tow truck in Moab to come rescue us. Oh my God. I think I finally found a photo. I don't know. I don't think I knew how that actually devolved yeah hey there there you go yeah so that was when that was the picture of of it nosing into the river before probably seconds after that um there there's like a shelf and uh the front tires just fell off that shelf and the whole front of the truck you could just feel it bobbing in the water floating um and then it just started ripping me down uh the, the water was flowing i think we we calculated i don't remember what it was but I think normal flow for that river was, you know, four cubic feet per minute or something like that. And that day was like 800 cubic feet per minute. Um, it was like record setting snowfall that winter and, and it was, it was ripping. So uh, it uh, picked me up and, and pulled me with it. And I was headed for the Colorado river. Jesus. <laughs> and then, then I, then I got a, a nice little, the chaperone on the trailer home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh so there's a YouTube video. Uh, it's Bold Overland's YouTube website. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's the second episode or the third episode, I think. The whole episode is about this ordeal. And in the middle of that episode, um, there's a clip from uh, Grand Junction. We pulled the truck back to Brandon's house or uh I guess it wasn't Brandon's house, somebody's house in Grand Junction. And uh, there's a clip where I'm trying to start the truck and like 40 gallons of water shoot out the exhaust pipe. Oh gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. Did and that clip, no, no, <laughs> it, uh, it was very it's, dead. Yeah. Not to pull the plugs and like dip it on his back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Come to find out, Toyota does not waterproof their ECUs, and they uh, so nicely put it right at the bottom Ugh. of the kick panel yeah. on the passenger side. So the second that your cab fills with water, your ECU dies. Hey, there you I mean, go. Given this situation, whether it was in the engine compartment or whether if it was in the you know in the driver compartment, would it really have mattered? I don't know, but all I'm saying is Jeep waterproofs their ECUs. So, right, right. Oh, Chris is pulling some. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's about Zach. Ten o'clock, <laughs> and that is wow. That is fucking submerged. I I hadn't seen that actual still. That's 
I mean, yeah. and there's the racer that pulled us out. This was one of the, I mean, you know, everything in the automotive world is, is you're trying to find the next thing and trying to go beyond what you already sure. know, whether it's doing a track day after all you've done is, you know, driving on the street. This was one of the instances in which I genuinely remember going, okay, I still have things to learn. Like this is <laughs> definitely the uncharted territory, you know? Yeah. But um, failure is part of all of this. And, yeah. and I hate that so many people have, um, you know, turned a blind eye or, uh, you know, treat it as a negative aspect of mm-hmm. the, the power sports or motorsports lifestyle in general. Failure is part of this, man. That's how we all learn. Um, sure. And I failed that day. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. I mean, well, nobody is without failure. It wasn't like you set out to get your truck stuck there. It wasn't like, hey, we're just going right. to forge ahead. You just, that one was just non, like, I don't want to call it a simple mistake, but like, it was just like, we'll just yeah. set it here a little bit. We'll take our pictures and we'll get out of here. And the day chose differently. It, it did. Um, and come to find out after, you know, adventuring for years now, uh, those are the most memorable trips it's those instances where life just kind of darts you off in a different direction that makes those memories. Um, and I will never forget that trip until the no. day I die. And neither will anyone else there. Like that's <laughs> run into each other 10, yeah. 15 years uh, later. Hey, remember the time Kevin's true. Tacoma um, took a swim? The, like that Tacoma will also never forget that trip. <laughs> yeah. Like that, so, Ross. I, I know I've told it a number of times. Like the day that we got the Land Cruiser stuck in the normally dry oh, the river. river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the like river trip. Yep. All of those people that were on that trip will not let me go without giving. Like, there's a snide comment each time. Like, like I when I was given the opportunity to get to lead in a snow trip in my prior fourth gen four rudder, which I definitely didn't get substantially stuck and definitely didn't get so stuck that it killed abs and power steering and everything else that was important that's why that truck's gone no but also maybe (laughs) but also maybe also maybe yeah no i everything's a learning process and like i an instance like this is one of the ones where it's like i've never been out west everybody has something to learn that's it you know but absolutely that's you know that's how we progress um and you got out of it safe and i mean a truck's a truck's truck's truck it sucks but like whatever it it was totaled uh it was a total loss um but you know nobody was injured nobody was hurt Mm. uh you know we all lived to see another day and um sorry (laughs) chris 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 you're so good at this um we went back we did a redemption trip um toyota uh toyota usa afforded us um the opportunity to take a brand new at the time toyota tacoma trd pro back to the river um and we successfully crossed it um nice and i think i think if you search google uh zach bowman did a full write-up of Mm -hmm. you know that redemption trip and 
it was great. Like you were saying, like we all, all of the people involved got back together um, a couple years later and went back and completed the trip. And we, we made it across the river and we, you know, we all hugged it out and had a great time and closed that chapter of our lives. So does this all culminate with you and your current Tacoma or does this culminate in the side-by-sides? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair. (laughs) Um, So that Tacoma that they gave us, the TRD pro was a third gen. Um, I wasn't able to drive it because, um, you know, I wasn't a writer or on the loan agreement, but, um, you know, I was a passenger for that weekend and everything about that truck was just, oh, you know, one day I'm going to have one of these. And now I, I do, I have one. So, um, for me, it's just a lifelong love affair with Tacomas. They hold a special place in my heart. There's no other vehicle on the road that can really compete with them. I'm sure you guys, you know, have the same sort of love affair with some vehicle. <laughs> you get it. Um, yeah. but, uh, the TV thing was just kind four. of bred out of it. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Ross, Ross is stuck in forerunner forever. I'm, a, I'm on my third forerunner in, in six years. Like I get it. You know, yep. you, well, that's, so, that's how we met you. I guess when you had the white stormtrooper yeah. forerunner. Yep. Um, we started following each other on uh, social media and uh, still to I, this day have never met in person, but we, we got to get you down here to, to go wheeling. Dude, I would love to. And I, I was I was actually trying to, but not until, you know, code things loosen up a little bit. And I'm yep. also starting a new job soon. So Woo-hoo. it'll be a little Well, congratulations. Bit. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it'll happen. And likewise, we have to get you guys up here because we have some fucking crazy wheeling up in the northeast i got some yes. northeast uh some pennsylvania parks that would probably rival windrock and and give you a hard time and i i know actually some of the utv manufacturers <laughs> provide loans for the pennsylvania parks mm-hmm. so hey uh so let's, let's do this ross if we knoxville's 11 hours for both of us for both there of us? There you go. For oh, both really? Of us. Yeah. Oh, that's you're, so funny. You're 11:22, and then I was. Oh, I forgot what I was. Well, I'm 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 a transfer case reseal away from making that drive. So. And I'm 11:06. Oh, that's Come actually that's so weird. <laughs> Not, like your route was way more like it was like one road down, and I'm like over and down and over and. <laughs> actually i would have expected the opposite but you know i i, I can't drive the foreigner that far until i have resealed yeah. the, the your, back your of the transfer I, case your i81 straight through mm, good old 81 <laughs> that's fine fly down we've got a shop full of rigs <laughs> we can put you in something <sighs> deal done let's do it if not come on that's those are the people that i would need to go with because i need someone like as long as it's also not like the hazing society where we're like, yeah, sure. That's great. Yeah. That's exactly like, like I've had enough Jeeves off-road. I know what I'm doing. It's, I'm assuming side-by-sides are just smaller versions, but. Yeah. Smaller, more capable. More capable. Yeah. That's yeah. literally what I was going to say. Yep. Dude, I like that Armax thing. Point and shoot. Um, yeah. The, 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 the spring's kind of fucked and the summer is the summer. So let's, let's tentatively do a fall trip. Mm. Seriously. Uh, figure something out let us know uh, we'd love to have you 
one of my favorite parts about this this whole lifestyle is teaching so okay. come on mm-hmm. we'll put you in a rig and we'll teach you how to do it so let's do it my my dad and i went to utah uh the end of october and so we w- we went in the sequoia just to kind of like we were supposed to go to iceland and have like a an arctic truck tour up there and so the fact that that got canceled we went to utah hmm. instead uh the not amount the same. no not the same but like quite, not quite completely opened my eyes to side by sides differently when they're just all over the place in town yeah. like yeah it was yeah, they it's, are it's nuts insanely capable and make it extremely easy to do things that you would think you needed a supremely modified vehicle to do i just don't think yeah, that's why we see so many wrecks also that <laughs> also that i feel like that's some of the first first fail videos i ever watched on youtube where like side by sides flipping over or just- <laughs> I think that's like fail army each week had a side we should side. keep a <laughs> recurring tally of how many people we've had that have had so we know clapman's rolled side by side yep we know andrew collins has had a side by side we know kevin that's, has that's he rolled over we know kevin has rolled side by side allegedly so, allegedly <laughs> allegedly start sending out stickers that say yes i did that <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see zach zach has rolled one jeff has rolled one aaron has rolled one i think everybody on staff is that a requirement for utv utv driver staff is it- no but, but it is a requirement to, a to get a raise at utv driver <laughs> <laughs> so i'd be entry level uh, forever because i'm too old to take the risks <laughs> see you think that but it will happen i promise <sighs> it's not it's not if it's when okay Yes. They all it wouldn't flip. be of my choosing, is what you're saying. Correct. It's much in the vein of the uh, the shirt that you're wearing. It's not a matter of if you will have a slide. It's a matter of when. Yep. Luckily, with the side-by-side, a lot of the, quote-unquote, most people think of as rollovers that I've been, you know, like... They're just in, flops. Yeah, they're flops. It, it's just it's too much off-camber and, and not enough travel and lays it on side yeah and we promote you know we're always wearing helmets you got a roll cage use factory nets and harnesses and seat belts Mm -hmm. um and more than likely you'll be fine you know just don't try to stick your hand out and And catch yourself put your thumbs in the steering wheel yeah yeah um and you'll be thumbs thumbs back thumbs back yeah that's thumbs on the outside I feel like a psychopath. I mean, I don't have to tell you, you guys are riding the KTMs like crazy, but I wear, I go helmet, uh, kidney protector, chest protector, you know, good gloves. Like I feel like a lunatic because most people are like, what do you mean? I got to wear a helmet. Like you should probably put a helmet on. Yeah. I'm always in full gear. Um, because motorcycles are dangerous. Um, especially 100 horsepower, you know, V-twin dirt bikes, uh, they will kill you. So, um, you know, put the gear on. It's yeah. uncomfortable, but I'll tell you what, my my dad um, was in a motorcycle accident, you know, when he was in his um, early 30s and can barely walk, you know. Well, shit. It, uh, it's better to just wear the gear and be uncomfortable. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, take take your lessons, learn your MSF, course stuff 
um, you know, be a defensive writer and, and go out there and have fun. Touche. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> On a positive note, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's do some off-roading. Let's fucking do it. Yes. I'm ready. Come on down. We'd love to have you. Or we'll come up there. Or come up here. Um, Shit. I mean, ask them for a loan in uh, Roush Creek, Anthracite, any of those places, and I will show you all the good spots. Noted. It's a much farther drive. It's a much farther drive, but... I need a vaccine and I'll fly. You're almost <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm almost you're... there. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You're, you're right about there. That's been the biggest hitch in our giddy up is like, we can't go do anything. We can't, you know, we can't go out to Utah. We can't, you, you, you know, can. it's just much more difficult. Uh, it's just not worth it. Yeah. yeah um, and for the safety of our employees, it's yeah, yeah we're just kind of hunkered down at the moment. So um, as soon as we can all get vaccinated, this thing, I don't want to say blows over because I think it's just going to be part of life from now on. Um, but as soon as we can kind of, you know, get our hands around this thing, mm-hmm. we can get back to, to, to having fun. It did put a really weird spin on off-roading for a little while. And uh, I mean, my, my dad, my brother and I, we have a routine. We, you know, we take the quads and the side-by-sides, we go, we come back. It's like down to a T, but you do have that quick moment of, hesitance where you go if something goes really wrong does it jeopardize other people does it expose other people does it you know bring about something that inconsequentially or consequentially creates some kind of exposure to somebody who otherwise wouldn't have it and you know only as of late has it been able to start to return to normalcy and you know in the sake of not getting political it's been pretty fucking scary to be in the off-road world for the last 14 months you know it's been a lot of um extremes yes absolutely but if we're not extreme how will they know how we feel (laughs) just put a truck in a river they'll figure it out (laughs) it'll be like i feel like we've lost Uh, nuance like we've lost yeah yeah, if you're not on on the most extreme side of things, you're you're not opinionated. Then. Sad. Yep. Anyways, that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say anything else. I'm trying so hard. Can I can I segue into something for you? <laughs> yes, yeah, please. Go for it. Oh, hold on. I gotta kill the. I don't want you guys to have to listen to the audio. Oh yeah, Chris decided we dog sledding. That, well, not only did he go dog sledding, Chris decided that he didn't want spring break. He wanted to go away from spring break back to winter. Literally, we had a week of like 60s and low 70s and we got in the car and drove to Colorado and went immediately back to like 12. <laughs> that was horrible. It was good why, though. Why would you do that? Because to be honest, it was last year's reservation, and if we didn't use it, we lost the money. So oh, okay, that's a good reason. Yeah, like, we didn't know we were going right back into like snowmageddon, though. But so we did go dog sledding, which was really different. I didn't, 
I hadn't been around that in actual, like, I, I think I texted Ross is like, I have a new appreciation for Richard Hammond riding to the North Pole in a dog sled <laughs> with Clarkson and May in a Hilux. Like, different. I don't know. That's which part? None of what you're saying is making this sound appealing. It, it was good that, like, part of where I struggle is like, I'm a dog owner, I have my dogs. Like, these are specifically bred work animals. Like, that's not a pet that in any shape or form, like anytime the dogs were stopped, they were all pissed. Like they were like, why are we not going again? We just want to run. And anytime you hit the brake, the lead dog would turn around and give you the side eye, like stop that. <laughs> like, like I'm trying to go. Uh, I'm trying to find the picture of the one where he's actually like looking back and just pissed at me. Um, but yeah. So, so no, what's we, it like? What's it like being on a thing that you can't turn off. There's no off button. So there is, but it's this massive claw on the back of it. And you just have to jump on it with both feet and all your weight and dig that into the snow. And then the lady leading it comes up and sets two anchors before her. she sets the anchors at nope. the back. She actually clips on an anchor to the lead dog and anchors it right there in front. Then comes and sets the back anchors. Wow. So yeah, it's the kind of thing like if I had fell off, they would have ran back to the bar. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm assuming they do that. So no, I did a rod for you. No, no, I did a rod for me. It was, it was really interesting. Like the the trail we were on was like groomed and packed, mm -hmm. and I know that it's groomed and packed because I stepped off of the trail. <laughs> holding the uh, the two and a half year old in my arms as I was trying to like move her around and my foot went a foot and a half down. Wow. So it was, I took a couple of stumbling steps holding her, never dropped her, uh, but she was concerned <laughs> when I got <laughs> back to the trail to step up. So like, um, I that's where my mind went to like, holy crap, what if you did, were actually cutting your way across? Like it, it's not a machine that would stay above the snow. Like if it was actually weighted down mm. and had supplies like you'd be you'd be effed <laughs> yeah or well did you did you guys have fun yeah we had a great time it was it was really yep. it was it was definitely interesting uh we drove through like i, I think i texted ross it was like 12 degrees the whole time we did it this is wow. fucking horrible like but we, we i understand you guys had a great time and we prepped for like snow skiing. So like I had on a base layer of pants and then like my ski snow pants, uh, a t-shirt, uh, a thermal sweatshirt, and then like my ski coat. Like it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Herein lies what you can appreciate in difference in preferences. Well, <laughs> my, my dad and I had the running joke the whole week because every time we talk about the temperature, we're like, hey, today it's 14 and we're going to go snowshoeing but it should be 35 by the time we're done. We'd be like, what? It's a dry cold. <laughs> and if I sure. suggested that to my dad, he would slap the beer out of my hands and walk away. No, it was good though. Like we, the, the house we stayed in had like a, a hill right next to it that we could go sledding in. Um, the kids love that <clears throat> because you just walk down the street and sled. Um, the snowshoeing was different um, because snowshoeing, unlike has the exact same thing of every other winter sport where you know you have to like get uphill 
but at that point there's no longer the fun glidey down bit like you're still so stuck it's walking back down it's just hiking in the winter <laughs> so it's harder walking yes so yeah so, so it's worse hiking Wor- worse walk yeah worse yeah, hiking. yeah it's 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 hiking but it sucks so but we did it we had a good time i mean hiking frequently does suck so i like hiking <laughs> i love hiking i hike every opportunity i get but a we- lot of the time you're hiking to a point or a peak Right. At which it sucks the whole way to get there. Yeah. It also sucks the whole way to act down. Um, I have been a part of those hikes as well. Cause you're like, Oh no, no, I'll I'll use different muscles. And you realize when you go back down, no, you're not, you're just, you're not, you're not stopping. You're like, once you start moving, you're like, yep, no, no, this is it. And then, okay, that tree looks good. I'm going to try to grab on that. I hope I stop. So the first day we did like a short walk. And of course it like sucked everybody in. And we're like, Oh, this is a piece of cake. Tomorrow we'll do the longer walk. And like the next day, the longer walk was fucking horrific. <laughs> it was terrible. It was up, down. It was like on a slant. Like it was not good. And then uh, we decided instead of putting. So the first day, I lost my pictures. The first day, we put my daughter in a backpack. Uh, the second day. I don't know if I would say that how loud. That we put her in a backpack? It's like a kid's yeah, backpack, the, Ross. Like, yeah, yeah it's like a little, it's, yeah. For for those listening, it's a kid, it's a Deuter Kid Comfort too. I am so out of touch with this. Yeah, I'm that picture is not helping. You can't see her in the pack. Not really. I, it looks like she's just kind of floating. In it's like a eyes. stroller, but it straps to your back. Yeah, it's uh, like it's, on they're me. Fantastic. It, she's just like it's like me holding piggyback, but I'm not holding her. The backpack is. Okay, now that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it's so, got like suspension. Can you tell I on. don't have kids? Yes, every day. Uh, the next day, though, we, <laughs> we day. changed it. Nice. <laughs> we changed it up, and she wrote in this thing. Oh, that is awesome. So it like it it just connects around my waist, and it has these two long ass poles that have actually some flexibility to them because uh, we'd get to like a steep bit, and she just like tip over. But she's got like a five-point harness on, so she didn't care. She'd just be like hanging there in the five-point harness. Uh, but we found out that's like a little greenhouse, and so like we dressed her for winter. And really, in reality, she needed like a t-shirt and pants. Like oh, the no. sun was is just it like mesh, or is it just like a clear bubble? Pretty much, yeah. Oh. It's like a it, it, we called it like the egg because we didn't know what else to call it. It's like a kid egg. We had sun here yesterday and today for the first time and like actual warm and we drove the miata and got substantially sunburned <laughs> mm. we did too oh here i got a better picture of the backpack we got we got sun but it was like cold sun see she's just hanging out <laughs> ross's face I don't. I don't. I. I hate cold. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I'm like an old man. It, I don't. I don't know. It I wasn't that cold. Like it. I didn't even wear my gloves. Like it was uh, fine. <laughs> You're still in the snow. I'm. I'm good. I don't. I did. All right. I am going to share Ugh. one more picture. It's not of the actual like family or anything. I think this setup is what I'm hunting for. 2500 suburban. Nice. 2500 suburban travel trailer. Cargo box because kid crap. On Friday, I got an email listing from Expedition Portal. 
that somebody was selling a supercharged 8.1 GMC 800 Suburban mm. with a Nelson Racing Engines tune. What? So you probably expect seven miles per hour, um, but a supercharged 8.1 is good for like 600 horsepower conservatively. Wait, you said GMT 800. Yeah. Like, a, oh, I think it was a 2005. Thereabouts. Is it black? Oh, oh five. Three quarter ton supercharged 8.1. <clears throat> Find it. That's the truck with H2 wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me long That's enough, I bad. can probably find it. I like it. Except for the gas part. Perfect adventure rig. You don't need gas. Wait, yes, you what do. What do you mean, gas part? Elaborate. <laughs> Paying for, you know, the Pay monster. It. Refilling oh, okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Does Zach still... Wait, what happened to Zach's... He sold Didn't it. He have, oh, he sold it? The, yeah, he the sold the four service one. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. wanted to buy it, and I went, oh. oh that was a great know. rig. I like that one a lot. That was very brief. To be yeah. honest, that's um, not the first vehicle of Zach's I wanted to buy. I wanted to buy his Mercedes too. What Mercedes oh, I love it. did I... he have that? He... What Mercedes? Chris, oh, I got married in that car. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> that's a solid car to get married in. Yeah, it's a great car. Oh man, what it Mercedes? He's uh... still imploring. It was like it late eighties. Sedan. Uh, Four door. He Mercedes got it for, uh, did he gambler 500 it in oh, Seattle? I think yeah. it was in oh, Washington God. and then just drove it all the way home. Yeah. They bought it for like, so they started the gambler in a different car and it immediately <laughs> broke down. So they found this Mercedes yeah, on so. for like $500 and bought it, finished the gambler and then drove it home. And it still runs to this day. Yeah. And when he, when he got it home, he, he listed it, and I was like, yes, please. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> Sinking money. Yeah, Joe. Nice. Joe owns it now. Yep. That's funny. Good car. It is a good car. They are good oh, cars. Oh, but hey, speaking of, let's let's talk about the trimmer. We didn't get to talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trimmer. I Circle just, back. I just saw one today. Like, <laughs> In the line at Starbucks, I was like, yeah, that truck's not being used appropriately. <laughs> I'm not a they're tall person, big. but the hood is above my head. Yeah, they're huge. They're um, huge. Weird, weird truck. So we, it was a long term. We had it for a little while. And uh, that's the truck we took up to Virginia to do our um, mm -hmm. UTV shootout. It is a very confused vehicle. Um, Yours was a diesel, right? Ours was not a diesel. It was Ours not was the a new Godzilla 7.3 liter gas motor. Which okay. that's that Ross, that's also the engine that um Chris at U Join Off Road got in his van chassis cutaway. Yeah. It's up for his very season. confused. So what did he engine. say about that motor? Did he like the motor? So he he likes it because he's been his oh man, <clears throat> his old his old van was a, I think it was also 7.3, but it was um, the diesel. The, the power stroke. Yes. So it might have been the 6.7. I might be getting my leaders wrong. Um, 
but he he basically took his old van and everything that's good on it and swapped it on to this this cutaway that has the 7.3 and he doesn't want to f with the diesel anymore he wanted mm-hmm. just to put regular gasoline in it which is why he went with it um and so this is what the new one looks like <laughs> or, or what it started looking like. what it's yeah what it's at now well that's an interesting point because for us uh, i own a diesel uh it's a little tdi and um when we travel, it can be very hard to find diesel pumps. Hmm. And something that we briefly touched on was um, a lot of UTV owners who are towing their rigs out to the middle of nowhere don't want to rely on, you know, diesel motors. You know, you can find gas anywhere. um, And sometimes that's important. That In, being said, the motor yeah. gets like nine miles to the <laughs> gallon, I think. Maybe. Makes my 13 so, in the Sequoia sound. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've think, actually, we have had difficulty finding diesel in, in North Maine. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, like there's a, there's some planning that goes into it. Well, it's like when we, when we go adventure out West, you plan your lapses in gas stations. Yep. You know, you see a gas station, you fill up. Yep. You don't risk it. Oh, yeah. Um, you're driving a diesel, it gets even more scary because they're few and far between. So, you know, I think there's always going to be a, a place for a large um, capacity gasoline motor like that. It is a big truck. It's a big truck. Um, so one of the really cool things that I want to touch on with that truck um, is their Ford puts a ramp system in the bed amazing and we we didn't what? picture it in our first review but the one that slots into the sides yeah so the, it hangs on the sides of the bed um when you open the tailgate the tailgate has a lip on the edge of it a and groove. the ramps slide yeah. in to the tailgate and then extend out which um, and they're all high quality oh, metal so i think amazing. they support like a thousand fifteen hundred pounds um and we wanted to try to get a utv up in the bed of the trimmer but didn't we we ran out of time so trying to find images of this bed system if you the f-150 also has it and i think i don't know what it's called but if you just search like ford f-series bed ramp thing so yeah it's it's an add-on package you i think you can put it on almost all their trucks that said, it's amazing. A few times in my life have I been as scared as when the ramps have decided they wanted to leave the tailgate on which they were planted. Yep. So, yeah, so we enjoyed it. Um, the Tremor is uh, an okay truck. Uh, it pulls fine. You know, it's a super duty. It's got that lineage. Um, for me, it just doesn't do either thing well. Like, you're not going to buy a full-size three quarter ton pickup truck to go trail riding and you're not going to buy a 14 foot tall lifted on 35s with mud tires to tow professionally so it kind of doesn't hit either end of the the diagram very well but i mean you guys know as as well as i do 
it's you know, people freaking love these things they're selling them faster than they can make them it looks cool it yeah. sounds cool I mean, between the three of us the reason that we would like buy a vehicle that does one or the other excludes what the actual buyer for that vehicle is looking for you know we're like we all want something that has a purpose mm-hmm. or has a different purpose versus that buyer just wants something that looks the part and yeah. i like the bottom line is it's a business case and selling cars and selling trucks is a business case yep at the and end of the day they have to make money ford is in business to make money yeah, yeah. exactly um and, yeah, I, and I, they are you you guys had 2500 silverado you had the trimmer have you guys had power wagon yet no, and I was about to say, because I know you guys recently <laughs> talked about the Power Wagon extensively on this show. Um, my buddy, Tommy Clapp, has a Power Wagon, um, just bought one, and hands down, that's the rig I'd buy. If it really? were my money, well, it's a gas power engine, wagon. right? It's a gas, gas engine. No diesel. No, and then we, but, people have been arguing about that for since the Power Wagon came back. And so... The lineage of the Power Wagon has been around how long? I don't know, but maybe this you guys do. The 50s. The right. first Power Wagon was in the 50s. I thought it was maybe like late it, 40s. Yes. It's, I mean, it's, it has a lineage. It is its own model. Dodge builds the Power Wagon to be the Power Wagon. Yep. There are no shortcuts. They didn't take something and turn it into the Power Wagon. It is the Power Wagon. 1946. Ford took the Super Duty and turned it into the trimmer and you can tell that it you know it's yeah. it's it's unpolished it's not as perfect as the power wagon mm-hmm. um give me a power wagon I, okay we for a while we were asking the question like raptor t-rex there's no offering from chevy because the trail boss does not count i'm sorry <laughs> like no so i just go power wagon like i don't want yeah. any of those other things like yeah it's i haven't i haven't even driven one yet like that's i've driven a, a ram 2500 long bed i think it had either had um, compressed natural gas or propane that i could swap i think it was nat. i think it was cng i think it was uh natural gas and so like I got like a hundred miles off the natural gas and then it swift switched over mm. to the Hemi. It was the weirdest loner I've ever had, <laughs> but it was great. I loved it. The reality is the off-road pickup market is totally, it's not a, sporadic. Isn't even the right word. It's just, it, there's no centralized purpose. Well, the, other, other than trying to sell vehicles, which is what well, I should be doing, but you know, there's like, there's two vehicles meant to go fast. There's four vehicles meant to go slow and crawl. And then the rest of them are just filling the void of look the part. So the answer yeah. is actually Nissan Frontier? <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes, it no. is. No. Without, without the towing, mm-hmm. without the crazy go fast bits, it's just a truck that's going to do what you need it to do. No, the answer is always Toyota Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah, and you buy a Tacoma. <laughs> I I listened to a lot of what Sean said the other day. 
if you want to talk about what hangs down on a Tacoma versus what hangs down below the frame rails of a Frontier, we yeah. can have that discussion. For that matter, you can't buy a ZR2 then either because the rear shock mounts are inboard on the rear axle and are the first thing to hit when you approach an <laughs> obstacle on the back end. So yep, yeah, pick and choose your battles. You know, we joke about, you know, this is better, that's better. Whatever gets you out at the end yep. of the day on the trail, whatever you look back when you park it and you say, damn, I love that. That's mm-hmm. what you should buy. Touche. Whatever so, it is. What What is the Touché. weight of an average side-by-side? What is the what? The weight. Two-seaters are generally around 1,400 pounds. <laughs> I was going to say okay. 13 or 14. Yeah. yeah um, they're getting heavier as they, they keep adding things to them, creature comforts. So, and then how, your so four-seaters are about 2,000. Did you say your trailer weight? About two thousand. Okay, so you're looking at like thirty five hundred for a two seater only on your trailer. Well, I can yeah, so I can tell you. Yeah, our our trailer is twenty two hundred pounds. My brother's machine is sixteen hundred. My dad's is fourteen hundred. Okay. Yep. So the the Nissan Frontier's towing capacity is sixty seven hundred. But you never want to tow for an extended distance close to your actual. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not saying like you do your dad's trailer. I'm saying like one side by side in a trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're fine. Really, in that in that vein, you're probably just telling like a landscape trailer and side by side, you know. With yeah, your like I think that's fine. You dismiss the frontier very quickly. Do you know if the new frontier comes with uh, discs all around? I think it does. Ooh, I think so. I but I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. So. Um, that's one of the big drawbacks of the Tacoma is you're still yeah. getting drums in the rear. I have trailer brake. I have a trailer brake controller on my Tacoma um, because we have to use trailers with integrated electronic brakes in them because the Tacoma can't stop mm-hmm. can't them. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding swap kits, but that's not a good side. And I'm not, that's not a 2020. 20, oh, I put in the wrong year. I need 2022. Yeah. I, I don't think they've actually released it, the information yet. Um, I, I, could, to, I could be wrong. I was trying to stare at press. Trailer brakes are so nice. We 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 pulled trailers for like like thirteen or fourteen years before we had a trailer with trailer brakes. So staring at the press it's photo, so nice. I can see uh, discs front and rear. Fantastic, good good for them. Toyota, if you're listening, please <laughs> put discs on the rear of your truck. You can't wait. There's not a Tacoma that offers four wheel disc brakes. Never has been. In fact, they've essentially used the exact same rear axle since inception in the mid-90s. Which is remarkable because all they have to do is take the Forerunner's rear axle and apply it. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of people that, yeah, they they sell swap kits. You can do it all day long. That's funny that you um, say that, Ross, because I'm pretty sure the Land Cruiser, my 94 Land Cruiser shared rear, rear discs with forerunners probably because i that um we've talked about bozy before on here haven't we yes god what his new or twitter name is actually his name but it's bozy and i'm sorry bozy i don't know your last name but i asked him one time see i was i wasn't gonna butcher it i was just gonna apologize Uh, i've hung out (laughs) with him more times than i should have to fuck up his name right but like in the automotive world when someone says bozy like everybody knows who who we're talking about yeah Yeah. Yeah. um but one day he was just like taking questions and i was like what 
what new models use similar parts from the Land Cruiser, just in case someone says, hey, there's no more of that. What can I go grab? And it was Forerunner parts. Mm. <laughs> so, and on your Forerunner's rear rotors would fit mine. Well, if I ever needed just to replace mine, so <laughs> we never need to cross this bridge again. Yep, for a bit. Toyota is good about that. They love to milk every ounce of return on investment they can. Which <laughs> that's the other photo I sent Ross today. Uh, and you'll recognize these wheels too, Kev, because uh, I, so I have a Sequoia with TRD Tundra wheels on it, and I, I spotted this guy today. <laughs> That's the 1794 wheels, too. Yes, sure like is. They'll just, they'll just swap straight across. It looked like they came on the Sequoia from the factory like that. I was about to say, great. that doesn't look half bad. Doesn't. Yeah. I, I like it. I like also, mine, too. If anybody knows of uh, five-spoke Sequoia, of first-gen Sequoia five-spoke wheels, please let me know. I will happily buy them. You they did are... not say you were shopping for those. The one... So I've owned this Forerunner for what seven months now, and in that time they've gone from a hundred dollars a set to like four hundred dollars a set for the five spoke first. The gens. five spoke first gens, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'll hunt for those. Crazy. I like a so. I like a good search. The only problem is even if I find them near me, shipping them to you is. I know it's dumb. It's not even worth it. We'll but I haven't I driven... can get them to Kevin and Knoxville, and then you can get them. <laughs> I know. I haven't driven the truck in a, going on a week now because I just I need a break. I, I spent so much time working on it over the last like three weeks. I just need time. I can sit there. I'm I'm not touching it. Well, plus it's warm, and you have a Miata. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a that's a good time to go drive a Miata. And I have a job that's remote, so. Now, soon. Soon, soon. Very soon. And who's throwing things in your apartment? I don't know. It's our resident house spirit. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we talked about them. <laughs> do you want to see the Volkswagen belt switch? Yes, <laughs> I do. I found it forever ago. And I've been sitting on it. Hold on. There's a lot of words. And I don't want to watch all the words. I just want to watch the belt switch. And we're not we're not important enough for uh Oh, I have here. seen this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure I've seen wait. this with the screwdriver. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a single pulley he's got to fit it on. Many men have lost their fingers in this switch. Oh, and that's what this says is watch your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have looked for it as a GIF. It would have been better. Yikes. All right. So I guess now we have to recreate that with the Polaris UTV. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, mean, you're up. As UTV driver. Um, well, I... Nothing about a, a razor is easily serviceable. Mm -mm. So mm -mm. we're going to opt out of that and I'll try it on my scrambler. How's that? Okay. So I, what I got out of this show is I need to go find a Yamaha with four seats. Yes, pretty much. Or, or which a also, Which also means it's the highest price ones. 
No. Um, not really. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> they're still they're still very affordable is it, though. Is it considered like a Toyota tax kind of thing, like on uh, Land Cruisers and stuff like that? If I'm going after a Yamaha side by side. Uh, not yet, but it will be. Um, okay. So they're brand new. They haven't really figured out that they're the best yet. So you can still get in them, in them pretty, pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. But so like the Polaris four seater we have right now is an XP for 1000 premium, something, something, something. Right. It's like $31,000, $32,000. That is um, a lot it's Tacoma money. I, that's a lot more than I paid for the Sequoia that I'm driving now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So all things considered, the Yamaha's not too bad. So there's there's a blue one near me for twenty five two. Go buy it. No. <laughs> Tomorrow. Go get it. I mean, I could pull it with the Sequoia, but like I, I also like searched up like ATV parks by me, and there's not that many. <laughs> the glory driving of- around your house or something. Yeah. The kids are gonna love it. Your neighbors <laughs> are not. We 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 back up to an elementary school, and there's like an asphalt track. Uh, and we actually have a Polaris style power wheel that the kids play with uh, side by side. Uh, I actually think it might be a Ranger because it's got camo on it. Um, but we let them take it up to the asphalt track and they drive it around all the time. So this would be a little more substantial. Just put them in the Yamaha. They'll be yeah, fine. They'll be great. Be fine until they decide to do time trials. Do they all have winches? No. Uh, no. Um, okay. I think there's certain packages that get um, winches, winch packages. I think, I think maybe the base model doesn't come with a winch, but the XTR does. The limited edition does. These are so much more advanced. Like my experience with side by sides is when they were like first you completely utilitarian. My uncle had a Kubota and a John Deere that were just down at the lake house in the Ozarks, and we'd go rip around trails around there at night. Both companies of which are making very nice support products now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a blast. I, I mean, I had to wear a seatbelt. I was like, "What am I doing?" Because I grew up on like just farm tractors. Like, you know, yeah, seatbelt. Like, yep. Just mowing. They're not just farm tractors. <laughs> not anymore. A long way. Yeah. You can set a They're time fun. to anything. You, we found that you just got to get in one to see what it's all about, mm-hmm. and then something clicks, and you're you're addicted to it. Is Okay, I'm looking at a picture. It looks like the multimedia system in the Yamaha is detachable as a, a tablet. Yes, yes, it is. So the whole center pod with the touchscreen in it, <clears throat> excuse me, um, opens up and then you can take it with you. It's got a camera in it, so you can take like pictures on the trail. Uh, you can set waypoints. It's like a, a little Garmin unit that huh. um, that you can load stuff on. Um, and then go back to your UTV, pop it back in, and drive off. That's kind of cool. nuts. Yeah, I'm telling you, everything about this thing is just well thought out. Go back to the previous picture you were just on. The the little plugs for the accessory ports below the screen there. Yeah, those also fill the holes in the floor, the drain holes in the floor. What? Same same size. They have thought of everything. It's just incredible. Um, the the R and D and engineering. That's, that's the kind of engineering. My my dad's a mechanical engineer, and he loves that shit when they can figure out yep. like they've tied two things together. Kind of like he'll buy yeah. specific tool brands because he's like, oh, this wrench doesn't just do one thing. Like 
<laughs> yeah. Every, everything about the units that way, like the steering wheel soft touch and they did um, case studies with drivers where they would put them in and then just watch where they put their hands. And they found that they wanted support for their thumbs so that your thumb didn't go in the steering wheel like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And you can see it in that picture, but they're it like, pliable. It like rests on the top of it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it prevents fatigue over, you know, a couple yeah. hours on the trail, Which but it at keeps you safe. 10 o'clock at night, you don't think about it first in the morning, but if you do, I mean, in up in Maine, I've, I've done 160 miles in a day. Like you don't think about it at, at, at 9 a.m., but at the end of the day, that's an important thing. And they're doing the R&D that they've done on cars. So, all right, I have yep, a dumb all question. sorts of stuff. What's the range on most side-by-sides? Oh, terrain. It varies greatly. So, you know, your turbo models, you might get, you know, 50 to 100 miles at yeah. best. 100 to 250, depending on motor, depending upon mostly driver so when you're saying you do um, 160 miles in a day do you have to refuel somewhere I ref- Generally, yeah. that was i haven't done it on the players but i did it on the on the uh brute force and i refueled half a tank once and i was okay. not a responsible rider when i was on that thing <laughs> and there was a a dual carb 650 so not you know perfect that being said, the the new Hondas that we've got, the 1000X, um, I want to say that thing was getting, at some points, close to 100 miles per gallon. Um, it's it's not unlike their super efficient, you know, emissioned out motorcycle motors, and and you can tell when you drive the thing, it's just so underutilized. Um, it's it could put out a lot more power than it does but things super fuel efficient mm. uh you know we went all day long at Windrock and the thing had barely used half a tank so That's there awesome. there are some that are very efficient <laughs> there are some that are very not efficient so where does the yamaha fit in that i will be right back give me okay. five seconds it's, it's like kind of in between um right. so one of the things about the yamaha that took us a little off guard was it uses premium fuel um you can't just stick any kind of fuel in it you got to use high octane fuel how high um, octane because i'm thinking about i think like... it's 91 92 okay so like colorado's like 85 87 89 at the pump so uh-huh that makes yeah. it a little more difficult mm-hmm. so, so that can that can pose some challenges and i think it's because you know they run a higher compression motor i there's something about elevation there i okay. don't we don't have elevation here like you guys right, do, yeah. so I'm not used to doing the math. But I know with elevation, um, that changes a little bit. Okay. Because there's less air or less there's atmospheric less, pressure. Yeah, there's less air, less atmospheric pressure. Um, so maybe you don't need as high of an octane. I'm not sure. Maybe you need higher octane. To me, yeah. Um, to me, it would go the other way. You almost need an octane booster. But that that would pose us, you know, a significant problem. Um, <laughs> with the rmax platform in in elevation i think Utah was uh, areas with elevation i can't remember now i me- i i like to keep whatever is in whatever i'm normally putting in the truck is what i want to keep keep it right so for me yeah normally it's i just put in regular 87 but in colorado yeah it's 85 87 oh nine they do have a 91 
Okay. They do have a 91, according uh, to this dumb Wikipedia see. page. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what that. I but I, you know, I, I do know that we have to put premium in it because every time we went to the pump with the press units, you know, we'd have a Polaris and then the the Armax. Um, it was oh crap, we gotta change. We gotta put the pump back and then get high octane for it. Start it again. Yeah, um, it always threw us off guard, but um, it's you know it's fine. Uh, it's got pretty decent range. You just have to remember to put high octane fuel. In. Sorry about that. He said that Yamaha takes premium fuel. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've never run anything other than premium in my off-road machines, but that could create some problems. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. So like if you can't find it or if you're in a high altitude area and you need it, um, you right. could be you could be in for a bad day. Which, if you own the machine, chances are you have the money. You can bring a bottle of Octane Booster with you anywhere <laughs> you are going. That's what I was thinking, uh, too. Like, I'm sure Yamaha offers some kind of compartment on the back to carry your shit with you. And you can oh, yeah. throw, like, a little bottle of fucking Octane Booster with you. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've always run, like, 91 and 93. Machines are just happier. And realistically, for the mileage you know, that they were actually used, you'll spend an extra 50 bucks or hundred bucks over the course of the year. So yeah, I wasn't too worried about it buying only a little bit of gas. Right. Like I put 91 or 93 in the Miata, the mileage I drive every year, is going to make a difference of like 50 or hundred bucks. And, and in the forerunner got shorter. My commute got my, my commute got went from short to shorter so to non-existent it went from really really long to short to shorter so yeah it's okay yeah we actually we did that drive yesterday up to the town where i used to work and sam looked at me and she was like you did this yeah, every day how did you do it was <laughs> 61 miles each way Ugh. and oh, five days or six days a week it was, it was a long long drive Sweet. Yeah. Kevin, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, man. Thank yeah, thanks for, for joining us. I, I got questions answered and now I actually want to go play with some side by side. <laughs> yes. Last, last time when Bowman was here, he and Ross talked motorcycles so hard. I was like, maybe I need a oh. motorcycle, but I have four children and that's not an option. <laughs> side There's by side at least has 50s some for everybody. Well, that's the cool thing about the UTV is like, um we don't condone taking small children i think you're supposed to be 15 and older um but it does it allows the whole family to get out um, and have fun together and that's why we're seeing this massive boom in this market right now this industry is exploding because anybody can drive a utv yeah and you're outside you don't have to wear masks yeah take (laughs) you take the fam or not (laughs) <laughs> it's just buy, expensive i'd have to buy two it's, it's very nothing, expensive nothing is cheap no hobby is inexpensive these days well, like i mean travel trailers are expensive but you can finance them for 20 years like watches are expensive like there is no cheap hobbies like mm-hmm. even mountain hiking biking, hiking is cheap yeah but like hiking, you met hiking boots like they're not 
Like it's relative compared to a UTV, okay. but like. Yes, but I my I've I've owned two hiking boot two pairs of hiking boots over the last twelve years. The first pair was like forty dollars, and my most recent pair was like it was like a hundred and ten, and then there was like a twenty percent off coupon and like a thirty percent rebate. So I was like forty five bucks. So yeah, I mean, this harks back to the earlier conversation of like whatever gets you out there like yeah if you got a pair of tennis shoes and you want to go hiking you can go hiking exactly um, sure. if you if you want a utv just search the the classifieds grab you an old used one and and get out there and do it you know yep yamaha rhino 660s are still very good on the trail maybe not fast they're not they're they're very slow and they're very golf cart but what kind of riding do you guys do ross i mean i assume it's just wood technical woods riding up there right it's it's all technical woods it's yeah so you're not going fast anyway no the only place where we can really go fast is up in like maine or new hampshire and i mean i've you know like i have a few people in my group with uh like 220 230 horsepower can-ams or polaris you know like turbo razors with a whole bunch of shit on them and they'll do 90 and i'll i'll do i'll sit comfortably yeah i mean there's there's a lot of mud uh, a lot of rocks <laughs> i i love like four low rock crawling nobody <laughs> nobody else in my group does but it's it's mo- it's mostly just like technical wood stuff uh, except with the exception of you know of North Maine or East Maine where you can run like probably 50 to 65 miles per hour for like 20 miles straight. Oh, wow. In the side-by-sides is fantastic because they don't have to think, but on the quad after the fifth mile, you're like, okay, when's, when's this going to go wrong? (laughs) Just looking around because the fucking animals run out into the trail all the time. And I'm a lot smaller than a moose, so. <laughs> so are UTVs, and they're not yeah. made to ha- handle that hit. To be honest, a UTV, if it hit a moose, wouldn't it just go straight over the top? Like, No, you go under it. You'd probably no, go under no, the no. moose. You go under, the moose goes over the, the top. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, be, let's hope. Let's yeah. be exploring the limits of a factory roll cage, I can promise you that. Uh, which I've heard aren't great. They're really low. Yeah, yeah. Factory of roll cage doesn't do as good of a job as they would tell you it does. True story. But if you're on a quad, you don't have one, so <laughs> just push it away. <laughs> yeah, I don't stop know. it. Well, I'm gonna leave you guys with um, a little Easter egg or juicy nugget. <laughs> um, we actually finished filming a first episode of a YouTube series that we're gonna. um start uh dropping here pretty soon hopefully um on the recently had utv uh, driver youtube nice it'll be utv driver uh it's already out there it's been kind of dormant for a little while um we have dropped some significant coin um for some high dollar um production and um (laughs) can't can't wait to release it uh Looking forward to seeing what people think about it. Oh, there's a whole team cool. behind it. Yeah. 
Oh, I love it. Very good. Yeah. Well, when, when you guys are uh, right on the verge of release, let us know and we'll share everything. We'll do. We'll do. As soon as the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how I know they're real. Yeah. It's not just some fly-by-night thing. UTV drivers having to check with the lawyers. Like, that's how you know Always. Real. <laughs> Shit is Especially legit. for what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Touche. Well, thanks, man. All right, Thank dude. You guys. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for coming on the show. Hold on. We got to plug all his stuff. So oh, true, at, true, true, at true. Kevin Ray on Instagram. Uh, Kevin with an A-N. Kevin with an A. Kevin Ray with an I is a very different person. Yes, it is. Uh, and then at UTV Driver Magazine everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. And we're going to go hang out in Knoxville and ride stuff. Drive Fuck stuff. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> I can't wait. I was just, need, just need a shot uh yeah you can rate and review the show on itunes you can like and subscribe on youtube we've been picking up subscribers which is hilariously funny because we don't have that many but like it's been happening uh anybody we can get yeah you can follow hooniverse the hooniverse on twitter the real hooniverse on instagram i would write an article about it side by side i just need to get in one uh ross is at no not like the one from friends i still have to read it I'm still regretting making it that. So, <laughs> and I'm at Overlanding Dad, and that's the show. That's the show. Those-